He speaks first. And he says to Jesus, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs. And of course, in the Gospel of John, signs is also a synonym or another word meaning miracles. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And listen to Jesus' answer. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born anew, depending upon your translation, or born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, and again, I'm, I'm trying to just throw all this at you at one time. I'd never noticed the two questions here. Two questions. You see, I thought it was one continuous question. Nicodemus said to him, question number one, how can a man be born when he is old? And number two, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And again, Jesus answered with truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again or anew. And then Jesus gives Nicodemus some Old Testament history of how God dealt with these people to show them his grace. The wind blows where it will. You hear the sound of it, but you do not know whence it comes or whither it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can this be? How can this be? In other words, Nicodemus is saying, I don't believe this. How can this truly be? Jesus answered, are you a teacher of Israel and yet you do not understand this? Truly, truly, I say to you, we. Now again, who is he speaking about? It's just Jesus and Nicodemus. Who is he saying we? I think Jesus is not only saying I am speaking to you, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, all the witnesses from the Old Testament like the prophets and all others who have written the word of God. We are speaking of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And right here, Jesus is saying that he came from heaven. Verse 14, as Moses lifted up the serpent in in the wilderness, so much the Son of Man be lifted up. And again, to be lifted up was a reference to the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross. And listen to verse 15, that whoever believes in him may have what? Eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, and I'm going to, I'm stuck with the King James Version, his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. Now listen to verse 17 and following. For God sent the son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. What is he saying here? Salvation is by one way, and it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. When we trust in him, we're no longer living under the condemnation of sin. You remember what Paul says in in Romans uh, chapter 
chapter 8, verse 1, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What allows me to say that I know I'm going to heaven? Folks, it's not a mental knowledge. It's a spiritual heart knowledge because I have done what Jesus said. I have believed in him as my personal Lord and Savior. And when we do that, Jesus says, we're saved. We're no longer condemned by our sin. We're made right in the sight of God. But don't you see, if we don't believe, then we condemn ourselves, and our sin condemns us. Because we've not trusted in the means of salvation that God has given. And listen a little bit more in verse 19. Jesus said, and this is the judgment. And folks, listen to this. Again, Jesus said, I did not come to condemn. And folks, this is what judges you and I. Okay? That the light has come into the world. Jesus said later on in the Gospel of John, I am the light. If any man follows me, he'll not walk in darkness. This is a judgment that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds be exposed. But he who does what is true comes to the light that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in God. Think about this for just a second. Who would want to come to Christ if he is going to expose our sin and our need for him? Only a lost sinner that recognizes that he needs to get things right with God. But look, when we come to the light, he gives us his love. He does not turn us away. This might seem strange that I'm going to be preaching on on John 3 for a couple of Sundays right before Christmas. And I want to tell you, this is a true story. I hope I make up a lot of stories when I'm talking about hunting or fishing just for entertainment value, okay? And I make myself look good, too. Uh, but this is a true story. This past Tuesday, I'd gone to Burlington, and I'm going to give you some of the details because I want you to know I'm telling you the truth. I'd gone to Burlington to visit Bud Jones and Reggie Shull, who are in a nursing center there. And as I left, and it's... I have a lot of road time, so I listen to a lot of radio. And one of my favorite stations is 102.9 out of Raleigh that plays basically the 60s and 70s music. And I'd, on the way from Durham over to Burlington, I'd cut my radio off. I think I was making some telephone calls or just simply listening to something, uh, to a CD. But it when I got back in my truck, I cut it back on my radio. And, and it was on 102.9, but instead of the 60s and 70s music, there was a gospel station. But the station in Raleigh and the station wherever the gospel station was located were competing to be on my radio. You, you've been there, hadn't you? You know what I'm talking about? The gospel station had a beautiful gospel song about life on the other side heaven the 60s and 70s station had the carlos santana song black magic woman now you guys i some of the younger crowd that song was actually i think was written 1968 and they carlos santana sung it in 1971 
And I hate to confess this, but as the radio station was jockeying back and forth from the gospel station with a song about the message of eternity, heaven with Jesus, and Carlos Santana, I was struggling to focus on which one I wanted to hear. And folks, I hate to confess this to you. I was caught between my love for the 60s and 70s music and my love for the Lord and his message of eternity. I hate that. I hate to admit that. So I'm struggling. And folks, as I am struggling as to which station I want to hear, it suddenly dawned on me that as human beings, you and I are constantly (coughs) struggling with indulging our fleshly human nature and our spiritual side. But here's something I found out. Reception depends upon which direction we're heading in on the radio, right? And so I am leaving Burlington, and guess what direction I'm going to? I'm going toward Raleigh until I get on 49 to come back to Roxborough. Well, guess which station became clearer and clearer? It was not the gospel station that I was going away from, but it was the rock station that I was headed toward. I hope this is making sense. Because, folks, what I'm trying to say this morning, which direction are we headed in? Are we headed toward Jesus or are we headed away from Jesus? And that makes all the difference in not only this life but in eternity. And folks, let me tell you, this is what is happening with Nicodemus. Nicodemus is spiritually lost. Nicodemus is spiritually blind. And he has come to Jesus. Did you notice that? There was a man of of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, this man came to Jesus. Folks, he came to Jesus to interview him, to interrogate him in a sense, maybe to get Jesus to flatter him because in essence he flatters Jesus in verse 2 where he says no one can do the signs that you do unless God be with him. But now listen to this, folks. I don't know how old Nicodemus was, but I'm assuming that he is much older than this young rabbi or teacher from Nazareth. And I'm thinking that Nicodemus is saying, Jesus, I'm on this level, you're on this level. But you know what Jesus tells him? Nicodemus, you need a Savior. And I am that Savior. Folks, again, I don't know why God has laid this message on my heart. But folks, where are we headed? Are we getting farther and farther away from Jesus? Or are we getting closer and closer to him? It's our choice. It's our choice. But just like that radio station and being caught in the middle, in one moment one station is coming in and the next moment another one is coming in, we can't stand neutral. We've got to take one direction or the other. And again, I don't know why the Holy Spirit of God wanted John to bring this man up except for you and I to hear 
there's the need for us to be born again. And folks, again, this concept that, that either God loves you or he hates you, God loves every one of us. I'd never put these two things together. In verse 16, for God so loved the world. And then in verse 17, for God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world. And folks, in essence, Jesus is pointing out that he is the love of God expressed in human form and that he was sent on a message, on a mission. And folks, I hope that you'll read this story with, with a new concept about what's going on here. Just like Nicodemus, you and I have a decision to make. And I can't, I'm not trying to coerce you. Because you see, you can't get to that point in your life until the Holy Spirit brings you there when you recognize, I either am going to follow Jesus and have eternal life, I'm going to reject him and his claims to be the Savior of the world, and I'm just going to let life roll on. And if there's any such thing as separation from God and hell, I'll just face that when I get there. Folks, it's not just simply about going to heaven versus not going to hell. It is about living a life in the spirit of Jesus and just wandering through life. I need to stop. But folks, this is such a powerful passage of Scripture. Read all the details in this. Nicodemus has come to to satisfy who he is and build himself up in the eyes of Jesus. And Jesus is not trying to tear him down, but he's saying, Nicodemus, your greatest need is to be born into the kingdom of God. And the world needs to hear that. Regardless of how religious we are, regardless of how many churches we are members of, or how many times we've been baptized, or whatever has happened in our life, we are either saved or we're lost. We're either living for Jesus or we're living outside of Jesus. It didn't happen overnight that Nicodemus came to know who the Savior truly was. This is one of the most remarkable stories. Jesus getting able, being able on a one-on-one basis to say, this is why I came. This was my mission. This is what will take place if you trust me. This is what will happen if you reject me. Can it be any plan? I pray that everyone here knows Jesus as their Savior. Or if they're not old enough yet to make that decision, we're leading them toward making that decision. It is a matter of eternal life and eternal death. And thanks be to God, as we get ready to celebrate Christmas, Jesus came to save his people from their sin. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I pray that you would take your word and the words of your son to Nicodemus and help us to see that we need to be born again. God, thank you that it's not something that we've got to pay for because it's already been paid for on Jesus' cross as he shed his blood. Thank you that we don't have to get smart enough or have enough education to be saved because it's offered freely. Whether we understand what Jesus does or not, like Jesus said about the wind, you can't see it coming or see where it's going, but you can feel its effect. God, I thank you that I can't explain everything about you, but I can know you as my personal Savior. And God, I would pray that everyone here that is of 
an age of being accountable to you as trusted your son as Savior. And God, I pray that we would not be like Nicodemus and come at night so that others would not see us. But Lord, we would gladly live for you each day. And God, that others will see Christ in us. And our lives would move them to turn toward you and not away from you. Lord, please have your way and your will in these moments of invitation. For we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Our hymn this morning is Count Your Blessings, number 585, of the blessings that you can count.